This is the Traversityist, a podcast about the people that create the culture in and around Traverse City, Michigan. I'm Gretchen Carr, creator, producer, and host. This episode of the Traverse Cityist is brought to you by Common Good Bakery. Common Good Bakery is a neighborhood joint in the heart of Traverse City with two locations. The 8th Street location offers a great selection of breads, pastries, panini, and coffee drinks every day. The 14th Street location serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, as well as beer, wine, cocktails, and live music. Common Good Bakery. Do good every day. Hello everyone, this is Gretchen Carr. I'm excited to bring you The Artists, a sort of survey profiling emerging and established regional artists from diverse backgrounds and identities representing all disciplines. This is the first in that series, and in a way it serves as an extension of episode four, Public Art. I don't think there's a moment when I realized I was an artist. That's partially because I don't think a cultural identity like artist is something that you declare. It's something that you realize over time because it's negotiated and given to you by the community. Instead, I think I could describe the uh, moment when I felt the feelings that I use as an artist, the kind of feelings of just awe at the natural world Uh, free of values um, and just an intense interest in finding these sublime things that you almost can't imagine exist in this world. That is Kevin Summers. He is an interdisciplinary artist. In 1986, Kevin moved to Traverse City with his family. My folks moved out to on old mission on bought property from Vic Friday, right? So Vic Friday was one of the first cherry farmers to kind of conceive of this idea of turning turning his farm into a subdivision, right? And burying electrical and burying gas and selling off the lots. And so it's definitely a different era because my folks saw a little ad in the Detroit Free Press. I remember going to the property and Vic Friday was there and said, hey, you want this one? And Kevin spent his early years in Traverse City at Old Mission Elementary School. I don't have too many memories of art education at Old Mission, but kind of just amazing, like very local education. And I'm always in awe of kind of what we did, like walking field trips, you know. So a lot of what I understand about like Traverse City history is what I learned in fourth grade from like the local history lessons that we did in walking field trips. And, and what kind of local history lessons were integrated in? I mean, it was just, it wasn't anything particularly special, except that it's like, hey, this is, you live in this town, and here are all these things, and here's the zoo, and here's Con Foster, and here's the Con Foster History Museum, and here's mm-hmm. Perry Hannah, and here's the Perry Hannah house. And Was there any, like, tribal history mentioned? Oh, so, at that era, that's when Frank Etwagishik was going around doing kind of his own DIY indigenous education. So Frank would come out, he would come out to Old Mission and we'd sit in the cafeteria and he would have all of it. He brought, seems like a truckload of stuff, right? 
So we would sit around him, he would do a little Anishinaabe mole, and he would have some musical instruments and all kinds of artifacts and crafts and pots and things. And it was, it was just very simple, but very authentic. Like, here's Frank Kawagisha, he's gonna show you all this stuff. And how cool is that as an elementary school student? You've got this table of pelts and skulls and, and all this stuff. So it was super, it was engaging, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just very open and honest and stuff. And it, it, you know, sticks with you for what, 30, you know, 30 years later. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when he came in and did those things. The walking tours of Traverse City with his young classmates and the interactions with tribal elders like Frank Adobagishik were pinnacle moments for Kevin's creative development. Here is another one. I remember, it was, I think it was junior, maybe junior year of mm-hmm. high school, Dan Lissick took us over and we sat down with, and with Judy Chicago. So it's like five five kids from you know whatever art class sitting on the floor in a relatively new museum with judy chicago just talking face to face about art and like i i I think i have a memory of like disagreeing with her about something and we went back and forth and at the time of course i was not aware of you know how who who really judy chicago was right and the significance of that was like you know who has that experience right as a as a high school art student in a public high school sit down with judy chicago face to face and talk about your art Mm -hmm. and their art and yeah it was it was kind of it was like a just like a mad it feels like a magical moment in time after graduating from traverse city central high school kevin received a bfa in sculpture and electronic media from carnegie mellon university He also studied in Germany and received teaching certification from Rutgers University. After many years of teaching and traveling, Kevin returned to Traverse City where he currently lives, works, and is always observing. So the way I look at it is art is a discipline just like anything else, right? So there's 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 a whole kind of canonical, historical understanding. There's a vocabulary about it. And I think what happens is people tend to say, well, I know what art is and I know what I like, right? But in any other practice, you're gonna gonna rely on someone who has a deeper understanding of that, whether it's medicine or spirituality or engineering, right? You're looking for someone who has some kind of, not necessarily credential, Mm -hmm. but some kind of uh, background knowledge, like a trusted resource. Um, And I don't think, I don't necessarily think we have that in Traverse City, and my feeling about that is because if you talk to people in Traverse City about the arts, there's not a real understanding of contemporary art history over the past 200 years. I feel like we're stuck in some kind of like aesthetic backwater that thinks art from 1850 is still radical, or art from 1920 is still relatively radical. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to do about it. I'm talking to. I spent some time over the summer having some small group discussions with our other art practitioners about how we kind of elevate the discourse around public art. Um, and I think what we, one solution we came up with was how do we provide some kind of scaffolding um, for people to gain a better understanding 
of the role of art that is not just some kind of like aesthetic adornment um, that it has a purpose and like why is it here Kevin's work reflects his own experiences, especially his experiences within the local region. One of his recent works, an assemblage sculpture with sound entitled Michigan Shoreline, was named Best in Show at the 2022 Northwest Michigan Regional Juried Exhibition. The exhibition is held every other year at the Denos Museum. So what is Kevin working on now? Well, you're invited to join him and others this coming Saturday, March 2nd, 2024, at the historic Barnes Park. If you like Traverse City history and folklore, art, dancing, singing, costumes, and community, well, then you'll want to hear this. So there used to be a piggery associated with the state hospital and the state hospital farm. And my house is near that location. Um, so as I'm thinking about the history of Traverse City and folk tales. We always think about Calantha, you know, which is the cow that was part of the State Hospital Farm, who, who uh, kind of set records for daily milk production. And as I'm working on projects at this at the uh, Historic Barnes Park, I'm thinking, oh, are there other alternative histories or myths that we could create that would tell a different story? Um, and so I, I wrote this. Folk tale, Piggery Pete, the tales of Piggery Pete, and there's different versions, and we've performed it a couple times around town. Um, and where, where did you perform it? Uh, the Barrel Room during Halloween with uh, Steve Clark as part of Folky Freaky. Okay, Steve Clark is on this too. Oh, hello, I know, Steve. Okay. Um, okay. Our lives have intersected in strange ways. We both used to work at Siege, we have similar backgrounds, we work at Oriana now. Okay. But um, so, the, yeah, the tales of Piggery Pete uh, tell the story of one of the last pig farmers. Um, at the State Hospital Farm, who uh, who found like real meaning in uh, feeding the residents and raising the pigs, but then kind of felt overwhelmed, right, by his dedication to his job, and like, and so we use this metaphor of the pig, right? The pig, once it's free from captivity, it can become feral and rewild. And so this former pig farmer, like he feels like he's missed out on life because he's dedicated so much of his life to work. And so one day he just walks out into the field, drops his body, and comes back as this feral spirit being called Piggery Pete. And he visits you in your dreams and whispers to you to rewild your heart and get free. And so in the story, one day all of his kind of acolytes, his people that have listened to him, right, and are, are following their their... Their, their true passion, meet at the farm, and they march from the farm to the statue of Perry Hanna, and they pile up all these sticks and bones and twigs and skulls and reclaim Traverse City for this kind of new loving awareness, right? And so Piggery Pete now, in, in the context of this parade, comes becomes like a pagan folk hero, and so the parades are using lots of uh, imagery and music and songs and bells from like this history of like European pagan seasonal folk parades like a Perkton parade or things like that and so we you know to wake up wake up the earth for the spring with the bells and our marching and to scare away scare away the darkness of winter with these kind of hideous and colorful spirit pagan creations and so I'm 
people are bringing all their own stuff. I'm, I'm of course going as Piggery Pete, and uh, we're gonna, we're gonna march from Calantha to uh, Perihana, and kind of reclaim the town. Take the idea is kind of being contra to this idea of uh, exploitation, right? So exploitation of a cow for milk. Perihana's exploitation of the region for lumber. How do we, how do we kind of free it up, right? And how do we rewild our hearts and have a, like a better appreciation and gratitude for the land that we are on? Would you consider this a piece of performance art? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's performance art and more a social sculpture uh, in the history, in like the tradition of Joseph Boys, and then really just you know living, living my life. How how can you know my life? My life is my message. What do I, what should I really do? How do I, you know, how do I justify being around? And um, more things like this, I think it's important for us to, cause, because we can, right? Let's do it. Piggy Pete's Perkton Parade begins at noon this coming Saturday, March 2nd, 2024 at the historic Barnes Park. The parade will start at the Calantha statue and end at the Perry Hanna statue. All are welcome. Participants are encouraged to come dressed as their favorite spirit, creature, deity, or their own magical identity. Piggery Pete's Perkton Parade is a production of Kevin Summers in collaboration with LEAP. Local Education and Action Partnerships, a vibrant grassroots initiative dedicated to fostering community building, sustainable living, mutual aid, and localization. Learn more at nwmileap.org. Will Piggery Pete's Perkton Parade become a new Traverse City tradition? I'm Gretchen Carr. Thank you for listening to The Traverse Cityist. This episode of The Traverse Cityist is brought to you by Common Good Bakery. Common Good Bakery is a neighborhood joint in the heart of Traverse City with two locations. The 8th Street location offers a great selection of breads, pastries, panini, and coffee drinks every day. The 14th Street location serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, as well as beer, wine, cocktails, and live music. Common Good Bakery. Do good every day.